Hallelujah. We thank the Lord for tonight and this opportunity to be in this teaching service. Shall we pray? Our Father, we are grateful unto you for our lives. We bless and we honor you for this great opportunity to be in your presence. Father, we are here because we need you and your word. We need to be thought of you. We need to receive guidance from you. We need to be led by you. We need to live by what you say. Help me, O Lord, tonight with an utterance and prepare each one of us, O Lord, for your word that you have for us. Father, I thank you and bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Tonight, the topic that we have is walking in the faith. Walking in faith. I must say we are looking at this topic against the background of the word that we have for this year and also bearing in mind that we are speaking or living in an environment where people will tell you you look for this, you can't find it. People are looking for jobs. Businessmen are looking for opportunities in their business. Our social lives, marriages, and what have you. And it is in the midst of all this that as Christ comes, he says, will he find faith? Because in the midst of this seemingly difficult situation, we are tempted to fix things for ourselves. We are tempted to do things our own way. We don't depend on God. Our whole direction, our goal, everything that we are doing is, how can I do this thing for myself so that I can survive? So we are deciding and determining for ourselves what we think we have to do to live and to survive. And God is totally left out of the situation. It is about ourselves. I must live. I must survive. What do I do? How do I fix things to survive? That is how many people are living. The life that Abraham lived, where God took him out, and God ordered every step of his life, seems to be missing. But as Christ is coming, one single issue on the heart of Christ is that as he comes, will he still find faith? People who are looking up to God to live, people who are looking up to Christ to survive. Amongst us, will Christ still be coming and find a generation, a church, a family, individuals who say, Father, we are looking up to you for survival. It is not my own life 
It is what Christ says that is what I'll live for. Is it possible? So if you are talking about walking in faith, it means we want to be like Abraham, whom after he had been called, every step that he virtually took was in faith. What Christ said is how Abraham lived. He didn't live after what Christ, what God had told him. And tonight I'm saying, is it still relevant? Is it still possible for us to walk in faith? Or we are going to say that, well, everybody is going this way. To live in this country, now that is the way to go. So let me join them. Or shall we be faithful and say, our God is still our God. Our God has not changed. That God that Abraham served, that Isaac served, that Jacob served, he will still be my God. That is the challenge for us. And I'm saying tonight, it's a question to all of us. Is it still possible? Is it still possible that we can still live in this world and still depend on God and God alone? And I believe it is possible. Hallelujah. Is it because if we can only wait on God in the midst of all of this situation, our lives will still be different. If only we can wait on God. Because I see that sometimes we don't even seem to know what we are looking for. But we think we know. Look at Abraham's situation. At the time that God called him, at the age of 75 years of his substance, I am sure if God had gone to him direct, that Abraham, what do you want? He would tell him, all I want is just one child. And nothing else. Just give me one child. And let me go and rest. That is all what Abraham, I believe, would have told God. But for people who walk in faith, if only you will give God the chance to make the choices for you and to lead you, it will not be one child, but it shall be a nation. I mean, who in his wildest dreams? Let's go to Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 36. And now the Lord has said to Abraham, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Verse 2. I mean, who will ever think of that dream that as an individual, he will be made a great nation? Where would that request come from? But when it is God who is making the choice, with one man, he makes a nation. Abraham would have said, give me one child. At 75 years, I need only one child. So that when I'm leaving, he will bury me. But in God's wisdom, and when you are walking in faith, and I believe for us, Abraham didn't know who to learn from. But we have the opportunity to learn from Abraham. So let's allow God to lead us by walking in faith. And if we do that as a man, 
on the verse 2. God will make you a great nation. He will bless you. Abraham didn't think that his name would be made great. But in God's plan and purposes, your name will be made great. And you shall be a blessing. That is for an individual who wants to walk in faith. That God will change your situation. Because for us, we are limited. Because who would think that a man can be made great and made a nation? Who will make that request? But God knows that he is looking for a man to make great. God is looking for a man to make into a nation. And it can be you, it can be I, it can be me. That is only if we resign ourselves that we want to walk in faith. In the case of Isaac, Genesis chapter 20, it was just a farming, like I said the other time. There is no food. When God appears to you, I'm sure today there's somebody who hasn't got food, struggling for food. When God comes around, he says, let's give me something to eat. But in God's plan, it is beyond food. So in the case of Isaac too, he says, don't go down to Egypt. But dwell in the land which I'll tell thee. Sojourn in this land. Uh, what you need is for God to be with you, not even the famine. And I will bless thee, and unto thee, and unto thy seed, I will give thee countries. Not famine, even though you are hungry. God says, I will give you what? Countries. Did Isaac bargain for this? He didn't. But if only you and I will know that there is a God who when he promises, he will fulfill it, will walk in faith. The same applied to David. A young man who had met with David and with Goliath. And he re-emphasized his faith in the Almighty God. So he said, even when animals appeared, this God that I know, because of him, I defeated these animals. And because of his faith in God, when he walked with God, it was not a matter of killing animals. But in Acts chapter 13, verse 22 and 23. Acts chapter 13, verse 22 and 23. If you walk in faith, he changes everything about you. So he said, and when he had removed him, that is Saul, he raised them, he raised unto them David to be their king, to whom also he gave a testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, which will fulfill my will. And then look at the verse 23. God didn't end up being just a king. But out of this man's seed, God, according to his promise, raised unto Israel the Savior, Jesus Christ. Not just a king. And I'm saying tonight, 
don't just say, God, give me something small to eat. It is not just about just being king of Israel. But through you, God says he will raise the Savior, Jesus Christ. Are you ready for that? Then in us, I think us chapter 2, verse 6 or so. David was more than that. He even said, he is a prophet, not only a king. So for David, as he sat on the throne, out of him Christ the Savior came. And not only that, what we also see is that even a prophet came out through him. And the things that he spoke were such that you will see that he didn't limit him to only the fact that he was only a king. So this is what we want to look at that for somebody who walks in faith, leave everything into the hands of the Almighty God. Leave everything. He said, therefore, did David bargain to be made a prophet? Certainly not. But God said, you are a prophet. And knowing that God has sworn and owned with him, that of his fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. That is the man who walks in faith. So as we can see, it is not just because David was to sit on the throne, but it was beyond that. Because he was walking in faith. And he didn't limit his request to food, to kill animals, but left everything in the hands of God. And as you walk in faith, and you leave everything in the hands of God, you don't know where he will take you. Don't limit God by our little expectations. Because God has a bigger plan for every man who walks in faith. Every man, every man who walks in faith, God has a bigger plan for you. Hallelujah. So in, in this teaching, we'll look, focus on Abraham as we look at Romans chapter 4, verse 16, as we begin with our teaching. Romans 4, so it says, Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace. Brethren, whatever blessing you desire, whatever it is that you are looking for, it says, it is of faith. If you have faith, it might be by the grace. Can we have faith? It is possible. It says, that it is of faith. That it might be by grace. That blessing that we are focusing on, if only it is of God, it shall come to pass. Even in health, I mean, just before the end of the year, some severe pain each time I woke up from bed. I you know sometimes you are tempted to say that it's because, because you are growing old. But I said, I refuse to say that I'm growing old. <laughs> and I said, Lord, this one, I am not going to hospital. And I won't take any medication. Wherever this pain came from, it must go. Within this week, it is gone. 
So I haven't seen it. Now, offer him or call but it is gone. <laughs> it must be faith. And that blessing will come to me. And brethren, this is what we need. Let's walk in faith. Sometimes our first resort is medication. We forget about God. <clears throat> but he says that, therefore it is of faith that it might be by what? Grace. Are you ready for it? To the end, to the end, the promise might be sure to all seed. God's word is saying, whatever promise that God has given, whether in his word or he has spoken to you, he says, take it that it is done. If only we can take it that it is done, it will come to pass. He says, to the end, the promise might be sure to all your seed. So I'm believing and trusting that whatever promise that God has made concerning our lives, if only we have faith to believe that what God has said will come to pass, it will come to pass. And not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of all. Verse 17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed. Brother, that is where the matter is. This promise is coming from God. And if truly we believe in him. If truly we believe in him. And not any other report. And not any other system. It will come to pass. Because it is before God whom he believed. It is before God. Like Anto Adiós said last Sunday in the Sunday school class, <laughs> that time there was no Bible. So there is nothing else. In Abraham's time, there was nothing between him and God. So there was nothing else to look at. But in our day, we are looking at too many things. That is our biggest problem. We, our eyes are on too many things except God. So even as God speaks and God shows us, we don't see. We are looking at systems that governments have put in place. We are looking at traditions. We are looking at people, but we are not looking at God. But Abraham, I'm sure that when he woke up in the morning and he sat in front of his tent, his tent there was nobody to expect but to expect God. But in our day, even when God has spoken, we are making inquiries from friends. In whom have we believed? Abraham, there was nobody around. As he came out, his only expectation is that God will come my way. God will appear to me. But in our day, there are many things appearing to us. And they look very appealing and very attractive. 
Very convincing. Very persuasive. But in Abraham's days, there was nothing. That's why they would say raw faith. Nothing polished. Nothing refined. All that came was, you saw God, and while God spoke, there was no one else to turn to. And that was enough to help him to keep his focus. And I pray that even as we look at this, we'll begin to be a people who will drop all other things and look at God and God alone. That is for an individual who works in faith because he has come to believe in God and nothing else. But when you know other things, you even forget about God. So he knew in whom he had believed. Who quickened the dead and calls those things which be not. If you know God, if you truly know God, and you know that it is God who has spoken, and you know that it is the God, when everything is dead, He can still bring life, you will walk in faith. So again, even as we go in through this word for the year, there is urgency more than ever to know the God that we are serving. And know that this is the God whom, when everything is shut, when there is no life in any situation, when everybody says that it is dead, let's go like Lazarus' sisters. They said he's been buried for days. Nothing will come out. Even the stench alone is such that nothing good will come out. But that stench was a stench that man would know that nothing would come out. Through that same stench, Lazarus came out. No matter the, the stone that has been put at the door, wherever something concerning you has been shut, when God speaks, if only God has spoken, you and I who want to walk in faith should know that that stone will be rolled away. Because he is a God who quickens things that are dead. When everybody says it is dead, there is no hope, that is when God takes over. And so if we believe in that God, we can walk in faith. Walking and believing that so long as God has spoken, it will come to pass. At a point when my wife was expecting after we've lost two children, her uncle, who has been knighted by the Queen of England, said with this situation, that was the medical report of somebody who had been knighted by the Queen of England. And when you receive such a report, I'm sure you will close your eyes that the matter is close. But prior to that, in December, before that uncle spoke, I told my wife, once God has spoken, that a year by this time, you will have a child. Let's stick to that. And we believed in what God has said, and not the medical report of a man who has been knighted by the Queen of England. And they did come to pass, it came to pass. Because it was God 
who said, a year by this time, you will have a child. Tonight, I'm telling each one of us, God's word is true. And whatever God says will come to pass. If God says you will have it, you will have it. So again, my pleading with all of us is that more than ever in our lives, let's draw closer to God. That is the only situation that will make the difference. More than ever, let's draw closer to God. Because let's be determined to be people who want to hear the voice of God and no other voice. Let's be people who know that God's promises are still available and yours is coming. If you believe that your promise is coming, tune in to God's channel. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, we are encumbered about too many channels. And there is so much noise in those channels. But for God's channel, there is clarity. And that promise will come to pass. Because I know that this God, when everybody says that the situation, nothing can be done. When nothing can be done, when man says that nothing, absolutely nothing can be done, the God that you and I serve, when he speaks, something will happen. Out of that nothing, out of the nothingness, something will come. Because it is God who is speaking. The time has come more than ever to stay closer to God, be spiritually alert, and to hear the voice of God. And to hear nothing but the voice of God. Because God is still speaking. If I let's go quickly back to Isaiah chapter 30 verse 18 and then we'll come back to Romans 4 18. Isaiah 30, look at this interesting scripture. And therefore, will the Lord God wait? Are you catching it? God is waiting. God is waiting. He says, and therefore, will the Lord God wait? We, we are not even waiting, but God is waiting. God is waiting so that, that he may be gracious unto you. Are you waiting for him? Because God has taken the lead and he is waiting for us. God has taken his seat. He's waiting for us to come and to receive what he has for us. And therefore will the Lord God wait. The Lord God whom we say is almighty, he is waiting for us. That he may be gracious unto us. And therefore he will be exalted. He is waiting that he will have mercy upon us. For the Lord is the God of judgment. And he says, blessed are all they that wait for him. Are you waiting for God? He's waiting. He's taking up his seat. But we are walking about. Aimlessly. Because what we are doing is not bringing us any fruit. But we are still chasing it. But if we can go before this God, who is even waiting for us, he has taken his seat. If we can get to him, and he will speak into our lives, you will receive a promise. 
So back to Romans chapter 4 verse 18. So he says, Who against hope believed in hope? Against all situations, they will look at you. And when they look at your situation, and that is the problem of almost all of us, we always look at our immediate circumstance. We look at our immediate situation. And as we look at that immediate situation, our conclusion is that nothing good will come out of us. I remember when I went to Form 1, the head, our headmaster wrote in my report, he says, he does all what his little body can do. <laughs> because that is man reasoning. I wish we were alive. <laughs> to come and see what this little body is doing. <laughs> this little body is proclaiming God's word. <laughs> this little body, at least rose up to become a general manager. And acted on a number of occasions as director general of Saint. This little body. This little body makes a difference wherever it goes. But man said, this little body, against all hope. <laughs> when they look at you. So in fact, when they were sharing plots for weeding, they gave me a small plot in front of the headmaster's office. Because that is why all this little, even today, you can see that I'm a mature. <laughs> that is all what the little body could do. But then coming up, some would then say, small man, big man. <laughs> because God has come into the equation. I don't know why you want to settle. There is hope for man. There is hope for anyone who walks in faith. Don't let anybody belittle you. You see, because it is God who is working in us. It is not the size of the man. God is working in us. That is what Philippians 2.13 says. It is God who is working in us. So long as you make this vessel available to God, God will work with it. God will work with you. So for any individual who works in faith, what you should know is that it is God. So let's go back to the Romans chapter 4 verse 18. So who against hope believed in hope? That he might become the father of many nations. And especially catch this point. According to that which was spoken. According to that which was spoken. Like I said, if God has spoken, believe you me, it will come to pass. If God has said that I will bless you, wait for your blessing. If God has said that he will make you great, he will make you great. If God says he will bring about restoration, he will bring about restoration. So for me, what matters to me is what God has said. What God has spoken concerning me is what matters to me. And I believe for any person who works in faith, what should concern you is what has God said. That brings me back to what I'm saying. It is time to draw nearer to God. And you will hear what God is saying concerning your life.
what God is saying concerning your children. What God is saying concerning your family. What God is saying even concerning our nation. What has God said? That is what matters. For all of us, for people who have decided to walk in faith, what is God saying? If God says he will bless us, let's walk according to that word that God has said. Because what God has said is that he will bless you. And if God says he will bless you, nobody can take it away from you. Nobody can take it away because God has spoken. The verse 19. And being not weak in faith, that is another matter. So all what we are talking about is about faith. Can you believe in God? Can you trust in God? That what God has said concerning us will come to pass. Not being weak in faith. So one of our prayer points is, Lord help us to be strong in faith. That is what matters. Because that is what will bring about the change. That is what will bring about the expected outcome. That is what will bring about the fruitfulness. That is what will bring about the blessing. If only we can grow in faith. So if there is one thing we need to pray about, if there is one thing we need to say, Lord, help me, is that Lord, help me to grow in faith. No matter what people will say, my prayer is that Lord, increase me in my faith. Hallelujah. That is that I need. Because so long as I can be increased, so long as I receive more faith and I'm growing in faith day by day, I know and I believe that the promises of God will come to pass. And another point is that make sure that you surround yourself, you walk among a company where your faith will not be extinguished. You know, somebody said some people are enemies of progress they will extinguish the fire in you. So even as you desire to be strong in faith, who are the people around you? You know, sometimes somebody will just say something and it dampens your whole spirit. It should be people of faith. Like-minded people who know that the God that they serve is the God who brings about an increase and whose promises will come to pass. So don't be an individual whose faith is weak. You must be strong in faith. And like I said, for your body, don't worry about your body. And it is not stagger not at the promise of God. There should be no unbelief. And that is what Abraham did. He did not stagger at all at the promise that God had made. And what did he do? But he was strong in faith. And giving glory to God. You recall that even in Genesis chapter 12 through to 15, even up to the 17, each time God spoke, he mounted an altar, worshipped God, gave thanks to God. And for us, 
I don't even know even how many of you even write what God has said. As the message comes, as Andrew Adel said, in Abraham's days, he didn't have a pen or paper. But he had a mental memory of what God has said. Me, because sometimes I'll forget, I take my small book, I'll write the date, I'll write the time, even the exact time. And then occasionally I go back to it. What did God say at this point in time? So that I don't go off track. Again, let's even look at Genesis chapter, I think chapter 15 verse 11 or so. We'll come back to this. You know, many people don't watch even over their promises that God has spoken. You know, let's start from the verse uh, 8 or 9, Genesis 15. And he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I will inherit it? Verse 9. And he said unto him, you know, God has spoken. He wanted him to take certain steps. He says, take me and have you of three years old. And a she-goat of three years old. And a ram of three years old. And a turtle dove and a young pigeon. And he took unto him all these and divided them in the midst. And laid each piece one against another. But the best he divided not. And look at the verse 11. Like I was talking about those people who are the enemies of progress. When God has spoken to him and the sacrifice had to be made, look at what happened. Some fowls came down upon the carcass. But what did Abraham do? He drove them away. He watched over his promise. In fact, some versions say that some vultures came to temper with the sacrifice. But go to the verse. If Abraham hadn't driven them away, look at the verse 12. But because Abraham drove them away, the verse 12, and then when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abraham, and lo, an horror of great darkness fell upon him. And the verse 13, and thereafter, and he said unto Abraham, no of a surety. Another word came. But can you imagine if Abraham had not stood by and watched over that sacrifice, what would have happened? And that's why I'm saying, no matter what God tells us, we need to watch over whatever promise God has given to us. You write them, make notes of them, occasionally you go, because in Abraham's time, 25 years, between now and whatever time God has made a promise, are we watching over that promise? Have you written them down? Are you praying over them? Are you making sure that you don't go off the promise. Because remember, because we are people who walk in faith, we only walk according to what God has said and not outside that faith. So if we have not written it down and kept it down, chances are that you will go off the mark. But we need to keep to what God has said unto us. Now back to the Romans 4 verse 18. And be not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. When he was about a hundred years old, neither, and he didn't stagger, but he was strong in faith 
And he kept on giving glory to God. He kept on thanking God. For a lot of people, we are waiting for the promise to come in before we remember God. But Abraham's example was that even while he was waiting, he was giving glory to God. Let's be people who will continuously thank God. You see, the fact that he's even chosen himself, that is even enough. The fact that he has chosen Abraham, that was even more than enough. And once he has chosen us, whatever he has started with us, he will surely bring it to pass. So we should just take it as what? It is done. And once it is done, let's keep thanking God. Because once he has started, he will do it. Hallelujah. And being fully persuaded, for those who walk in faith, they are only fully persuaded in what God has said. God's promise, once God has said, He said, look, I am fully persuaded. There is no doubt. So long as God has said what He has done, I know that it will come to pass. And what He has promised, He is able to. To perform it. That is the man who walks in faith. Verse 22. And therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now there is another man I would like us to look at. And that is Daniel. For a man who walks in faith. So we have seen the example of Abraham. Once God has spoken Abraham held on to what God has spoken. And today we can look back. We are still talking about Abraham. All over the world, Abraham's name is still mentioned. Because he believed in him. In fact, let's quickly even go to Matthew. We'll come back to quickly go to Matthew 7 verse 11. Matthew 7 verse 11. If we then... Maybe verse 12. Maybe I'll look at it again. Where he said that in the kingdom of God will run and you'll find that Abraham's name will still be mentioned. Because all the people will come from the east and from the west and they will gather and sit with Abraham on the thrones. And that is the man whom God called. But even into eternity, if they can find that scripture, even into eternity, Abraham's name is still mentioned. His name is not forgotten. And that is why when God says that your name will be great, even in eternity, we are still waiting and Abraham's name is mentioned. Hallelujah. Abraham, uh, Matthew 8, 11. Thank you, Osofu. Matthew 8, 11. Remember, God had promised him that he will make his name great. And this greatness that God spoke didn't remain on this earth alone. What God said concerning Abraham, not on this earth alone, but even in heaven, because God has spoken that He will make you great. But in heaven. So in Matthew chapter 8 verse 11. 
And I say unto you, that many shall come from the east and the west. And they will sit down with who? Abraham. Did God say you will make him great? He did. Did he believe in God? He did. So, as we get ready to leave, we will go and meet him. And we will sit with him. Because God promised him he will make his name great. And truly, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, in the kingdom of heaven, as we get ready to leave, you will go and meet Abraham. Because God said it is word, and it came to pass. Hallelujah. So that is God for you. So if you are serious and you want to walk with God, you want to walk in faith, know that every word that God has said will come to pass. But at the time that he died, at the age of 120 years, I'm sure there was no nation called Abraham's nation. But we knew that in the process of time, it has come to pass. Hallelujah. So for people who walk in faith, one of the things that we also need to know is that we need to have patience. Because at the time that Abraham died, I'm sure people around, how many children? Isaac and the children of Keturah. I'm not sure they were up to about 20. They don't make a nation. But today, we call on Abraham because God has spoken. So yes, God has spoken. We want to walk in faith. But can we be patient? Would we have the patience to wait on God? Like we saw in Isaiah chapter 30 verse 18, God is waiting to graciously bless us. Do we have the patience to wait? Or we are living in a world where we are comparing. Oh, this my brother has already got his or hers. This my sister has gotten hers already. So I can't wait. If only we can wait. If only we can wait. But per adventure. If it doesn't come in our lifetime. Like Abraham's time. In Hebrews chapter 11 verse 13. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 13. You see there are men and women of old. Who have gone ahead of us. And Hebrews 11 2, 3 says they had a good report. They had a good report. In that good report, some didn't, they died without having received the promises. So, whatever thing that God has promised, even though I have said that, yes, it will come through, everything is in God's hands. Because some already gone ahead of us. Who died not having received the promises? But having seen them, at least they have seen them from afar. <laughs> Hallelujah. Having seen them from afar, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on this earth. I'm bringing this verse in because there is a tendency that for some people, the waiting is a problem. Because it's keeping long. And then we start comparing. And because we are comparing and maybe we think it is not coming, some are tended to drift off. 
some are tended to compromise on their faith. But brethren, no matter what goes, there is no any other choice. There is no other promise than the promise of God. No matter how it is. So they all died in the faith. Even though they had received the The important is to die in the faith. The important is to die in Christ. So in the last two verses of Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, the last two verses. I think it's 39 and 40. Hebrews 11. And these all, no, no, yeah, and these all, having obtained a good report, remember they have obtained a good report through faith, but they haven't received the promise. But the verse 40 says, God, having provided some better things for us. God, having provided some better things for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. So all was not lost. So this point is important because as things in our view, we think that it is delaying, some are tended to compromise on their faith and to try to fix things for themselves. But my pleading for all of us is that remain in the faith. Let's remain to what God has promised us. He knows what he is doing. Hallelujah. And some examples of people like Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 8. For this thing. You know, sometimes we think that because we are believers, nothing will happen to us. But even for Paul, something happened to him. So he said, for this thing I besought the Lord that it might depart from me. Again, sometimes those are things that we see. Once we are believers, we are walking in faith, something small happens and we start asking God, why? Why has this thing happened to us? And Paul said, I sought God. Three times that God dealt with this situation. In fact, some writers said that it had to do with his eyes. And this was the man writing all these booklets. And if he's writing all this, shouldn't his eyes be good? But God's wisdom we don't understand. God still didn't deal with it. He said, and he said, my grace... Is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. So when we are weak, we shouldn't think that God has abandoned us. When we are weak, we shouldn't think that God has... Because God's strength will be made perfect in our weakness. And most gladly, which I don't think you want to say most gladly, but Paul said most gladly, Therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities. Are you ready for that? We want God to take the infirmities away. But Paul says, I gladly rejoice in that. The reason is that he knew that, that the power of Christ may do what? Rest upon me. So it is not my infirmity. It is not my weakness. 
It is not what I don't have, but in that situation, what I do know is that the power of Christ will rest on us. And this is bigger than our infirmity. Hallelujah. Then, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. Again, many of us, when the temptations and difficult times come, we say we can't bear it. Because as people of faith, why are we going through this? We think that it should not happen to us. But he said, therefore, have no temptation taken you. But it is common to man. But God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able? But with that temptation, also will make, always we end the scripture, he will make a way. But that last phrase, it says, that ye may be able to bear it. So no matter what the situation is, as somebody who works in faith, the scripture is saying that it is not only the way of escape, but God is saying that with the provision that he has made, it is such that you are able to bear with it. Are you ready for that? So for a man who works in faith, God says the provision, God says he who is faithful, all the provision that he has made, we can bear with it. With this, our faith should not be shaken. With this, we should keep our focus. With this, yes, we know he said many things. The time is not due yet. But he is the time and God who controls all the times and seasons. He knows when ours will come through. Don't think that it has delayed. He controls the times and the seasons. He knows so long as God says it is due, keep your focus on him. Just walk in faith. Just believe in him. There should be no distraction. Don't allow other things to stand in your way. People may come in and try to persuade you, convince you. But let's keep our focus on God. Because in all things, our faith in Him will take us to our destination. I always look and say, when all is said and done, when all is said and done, where we want to be depends on our faith. Because if we have no faith in where Christ has promised us, why worry about the faith in bread and butter and forget about the faith in salvation? Which one is more important? If you believe that what Christ has said, that he is coming again and is coming for us, what is bread and butter? And if we cannot keep our focus on him, and already he is expecting us, again in John chapter 17 verse 24, Christ is waiting for us. In John 17, 24, Father, I will that they also 
whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am. We should not disappoint Christ. Because he is crying to his father that where I am, those that you have given to me, those who believe in me, those who believe in God, those who are walking in faith, Christ is saying that where he is, he's waiting for us. He says that they may, if I, he's waiting for us to come and see his glory, which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. So Christ is already waiting. The Father, I know you have prepared something for me. I'm waiting for my brethren to come. So brethren, tonight, as for the walking in faith, I don't think we have any other choice. Because as Peter said, which other faith, which other way can we tend to? There is no other way but to believe in our God. There is no other way than to believe in our Lord Jesus Christ. There is no other way, whatever promise that God has promised, if only God has spoken, it will come to pass. Only have the heart to believe in what God has said. Because like I said, these days, there are too many things around us. And that is one of the biggest Too many things. Too many persuasions. Too many. But let's drop every persuasion except that which is of God. It is only what God has said that we should wait for. He himself is waiting. Christ is waiting. So as the priest will say, oh how is saying, He's laid out everything for us. Don't be tempted to look elsewhere. Don't be tempted to take your eyes off God. Because there are lots of temptations. People will be promising us, I'll give you this. I'll give you that. That will not take you anywhere. For a season, you might think that you have a relief. But we all know that all those shortcuts will not take us anywhere. Let's walk in faith. And for people who walk in faith, all they know is God. For people who walk in faith, all they know is our Lord Jesus Christ and nothing else. In the midst of all what is going on around us, it's still all about God. Our God has not changed. That same God who called Abraham. That same God who made those promises to Abraham. Who said, I will make you great. I will make you into a nation. He is still making us. And I believe all of us, if only you have an encounter. If you have had a promise fulfilled already, know that the rest will continue. He will not shut you out. Father, tonight, we are people of Abraham. Truly, as we say, we are descendants of Abraham. He is the only one. 
that when it comes to matters of faith, which is crucial for our work with you, we must look at. When it comes to matters of faith, there is no other example that you yourself, you have pointed to us to look at, but to look at Father Abraham. Because the time that you called him, everything surrounding him, his age, the age of his wife, his physical condition was certainly not a vessel, an individual who could rise up to that situation through whom a nation would come out, through whom a name would be made, a great name that even in Matthew chapter 8 verse 11, today we are still talking about. But when God speaks. So Lord, tonight your word is still living. Your word is still for sure. You are the only one whom blesses man. If it's a matter of blessing, it is God who blesses. May we all continue to look up to you. I pray that none of us would depart from our calling. That the example of Abraham will not be lost on any of us. You call him. You bless him. Today we are still talking about him. May the example be the example. In fact, it is the example for all of us. When it comes to faith, it is his example. May we all be challenged by his life, O oh Lord. Father, whatever revelation you understanding you gave to Abraham, may we all receive that revelation. That an, even an idol worshiper could catch God speaking. Today we have more than enough. We are already seated in the temple. We are already seated in church. We are already reading versions of Bibles over versions of Bibles. We already have the Holy Spirit. We can't fail you. We don't have any reason to disappoint you. We don't have any reason to depart from this faith but to walk in faith. Father, we thank you for tonight. My prayer tonight is that increase each one of us in faith. For all those who are weak in faith, Father, lift each one to another level and put around us people who will help us to pick Keep our focus on you and walk in faith. For through that, the glory of the Almighty God will be seen. The glory of the Lord God will be seen. 
I pray that we all shall be people who will look around us and as we point to whatever accomplishments, we can say that this came to us because God provided. As Jacob said, where from these children? Then Jacob would say, God had been gracious. People will wonder, but in their, in their astonishment, our answer will be that it was God who did it. That then will bring glory to God. God is waiting for His glory. May we walk in faith and let God's glory be seen. Father, we thank you for tonight. May your name be praised, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.